Welcome, lads and lasses, to High Sea Stories, a tale of magic, myths, and monsters. Get cozy, and I will begin our tale of a courageous mermaid princess trying to save her people, an aspiring poet running away from the navy, and a notorious pirate captain on a quest for love. And now, our adventure begins. Once again, Thomas is writing in his notebook. Nearby, a group of boys play kickball. Their ball rolls over to Thomas, and the boys follow. Hey, you! Come play with us. I'm all right. Come on, play a few rounds. Really? It's okay. What? You think you're better than us because you can read? No, no, not at all. Then come play around with us. You really don't want me to. Come on, you little prick. Come play with us. Yeah, come play. Not right now. He thinks he's too good for us. What? Too posh? No, no, not at all. You're not in the city anymore. You're not any better than the rest of us. Ow. Ow. Leave me alone, please. Please. Oh. Ow. The boys shoved Thomas, toppling him onto the ground. Uh, oh, oh my, they're doing quite a number on our poor boy. Why, Van Horn is looking quite refined once again. Look, he's even set up a fancy dining table, and there are multiple forks! Do you suppose he knows what to use them for? Ah, I see. Marla and her father are making their way onto the ship. Absolutely not. Father, please, hear him out. I've already heard him out, and I said no. Once more, for me. Oh, Michael seems resistant to boarding the ship. Sir, thank you for joining us this evening. I didn't have much of a choice. Please, have a seat. My chef has prepared a lovely feast for you. He's best known for his seafood. Fish but... is a poor man's food. Well, if you would let me finish, I have asked him to prepare a veal with fresh vegetables we picked up at our last port. Picked up or stole? Father? Behave. Sir, I promise you everything here has been ethically procured. Now, I know you think I am in no financial position to provide for your daughter, but... Do not try to woo me with stolen wares. Father, please, hear him out. I will not. He is not good enough for you. 
I'll not sit here and pretend he is. Sir, please. I promise. I can change for her. I can be a good man. You cannot. You show no remorse for the pain you've caused people. Stealing, plundering, murdering. I won't have. But you already have. Marla, come on. No. Please. Marla, now. Two mer princesses are strolling in the garden together. It seems as if they're finally getting along. Oh no. Listeners, what I have to tell you next brings me no joy. A shadow blocks out the sun once again, and murderous figures descend from it. One by one, bombs are launched at the palace, destroying it, and leaving it in only a cloud of silt. It's a drop-off. Head back inside, find the king and queen. Our princesses clutch at each other as them and the other survivors flee the scene. Hordes of merfolk swim towards the drop-off, hoping death will protect them. From above, a spear goes down and strikes Alana, pinning her tail to the ocean floor. No, no, go without me. I'll be right behind you. I won't just leave you. Isabella goes to her sister, freeing her tail. I'm starting to worry about Thomas. Every time I come to check on him, his head is buried in his notebook. He's sitting on his bed when there's a knock on the door. Thomas, we need to talk. I'm sorry for breaking the place last night. I've been talking to your grandfather, and he's decided you're old enough to join the Navy. The Navy? Why? He, he said he was going to let me study if I worked here for a year. He's concerned. After the fight last night... I didn't even fight. That's the point. He thinks joining the Navy would give you some discipline. That's absolute bullshit. Why should I act like a Neanderthal? You shouldn't be running from fights. You should be diving in headfirst with the other men. Thomas, just go. When you're done, you can... No, you can't let him do this. Thomas, this will be good for you. Your ship leaves in a week. You should head inside. It's not safe out here. You're out here. I'm queen. It's my job to be out here. What's my job? To stay safe? Other than that, it's up to you. This shouldn't have happened. I miss the two. And I'm doing everything in my power to make sure it doesn't happen again. I love you. You're gonna be a great queen. I love you too, Guppy. Now head inside. I'll be in soon. back here. Rowan gives me the creeps. We're on the deck of Rowan's ship while her crew hauls nets overboard. 
there's something quite large caught in the net. Oh my, it's a mermaid! Are they going to set her free? Go get our guest here. Let her know she has a friend. The first mate disappears below deck. What's your name, dear? Don't want to tell me. That's all right. Where we're headed, you don't need to have a name. The first mate is back, hauling another mermaid over her shoulder. She drops the mermaid onto the deck. The two mermaids scramble to one another and cling to each other. her dagger and uh, oh it's too much listener i have to leave well this is a much better here at the rusty brew van horn seems to be drinking the morning away Marla saunters into the tavern, ready to start her shift. Morning. What's Charlie doing here? He's been here most of the morning. Weren't you with him last night? N no. What's that? It's water. Drink it. No thanks. Please. Run away with me. What? Charlie, I can't. Why not? We love each other. My father... He's a grumpy old bastard. No, Charlie, he... He arranged a marriage for me. Marcus Calabaster, the, the wedding will be in May. You're gonna marry him, but you love me. I do. I do love you. He has money. My family, we need money. How much do you need? More than you've got. I can find a way to get more. Charlie. I promise. under the sea, the surviving mermaids huddle in the drop-off, quietly trying to reunite with their loved ones. Alana is off to the side, watching as Isabella commands respect from the remaining members of the Royal Guard. Oh, thank goodness. Have you found your parents? They've decided to move further out to my aunts. They should be safe there. Someone should do something. Like what? Isabella's already mobilizing the troops and setting up rescue teams. At the surface, reason with the humans, find out why they're attacking us, avenge our people, or stop another strike. We're not in a position to enter a war. You have to focus on defending ourselves. Offense isn't an option. 
Isabella needs to focus on protecting her people. What about my parents? Everyone? Oh, thank you. I know you're all scared. I know you're all mourning. It is a tragedy what has happened today. You've, you've all lost someone today, my family and friends, and I lost my parents. But now is not the time to cower. We need to regroup and, and, and rebuild. We need to, we will, we will rebuild the capital and show the rest of our kingdom how resilient we are. Alana swims through the dark of the kelp forest, emerging in a cave pool. Thomas sits to the edge of the pool. This is a local study spot. Are you ready? I figured we could go over human customs today, possibly cover local and specific traditions. I need your help. What is it now? Not another dress, please. The salt water completely destroyed the silk. Completely. Tom, can you get me a ship? A, a ship? Why do you need a ship? I just do. Can you do it? I, I can try, but ships don't come cheap. This is quite a large sack of gold. That should do it. With this, we can leave by the end of the week. All right. I'll meet you on the docks in two days. Hello, sir. I'd like to hire you for an expedition. Thomas and Van Horn are at a standoff. An emotional one, that is. By now you should have realized that Thomas cannot fight. Max, Van Horn's right-hand man, sits in between the two, drawing up a contract. So the captain will receive 9,000 pieces. Make it 10,000. That's far too much. You think I'm traveling to that wretched country for 9,000? Fine, 10,000. Which will be awarded to Van Horn before- After we successfully get to the capital. Will we be sailing just the two of us then? I need to pay the crew. Fine. You may have some now for supplies, and the crew will be paid when you are. And all transactions are null and void. Null we... and void? You think I'd pay you if you hurt him? Why would I hurt a farm girl? Null and void if any harm comes to Miss Alana by anyone's hands. Insurance to make sure I keep her safe. Just a precaution. She can be strong-willed. You're telling me I'm bringing a troublesome girl onto my ship. Do you want the money or not? You'll both just need to sign here. Fine. We'll leave tomorrow. Thomas disembarks the ship, hand shaking. Van Horn stands on Marla's front step outlined by the dark night. Marla opens the door, shocked to see Van Horn standing there. Charlie? What are you doing here? I'm not going to sit by and watch you get married. I'm sailing tomorrow. You're leaving. Just like that. He hands her a bag of gold. This should cover some of your costs. I... I can't take this. I mean... Take it, please. And when I come back, if you don't go through with the wedding, I'll have enough to take care of you and your father. Please, Charlie. It's all going to be all right. 
I love you. Wait for me. Van Horn's ship is particularly busy this morning. Crew members bring crates of food on board and begin prepping the ship for the journey. Thomas is on deck waiting for someone. In the distance, Alana walks. She, she walks? She walks. She walks? Okay, she walks, okay. She walks down the dock dressed in human clothes. Whoa, you look human. I know. Is that? That is our ship, the Starside. And our captain? The terrifying Captain Van Horn. Pretty once vanquished a Kraken with only his bare hands and a piece of driftwood. Is it safe to travel with him? We have an agreement, and I'll be with you the entire time. Shall we? Ah, the mysterious passenger. Captain? I'm quite excited to begin our adventure. I would hope so. Well, let's be off. Captain? I'd advise you to keep yourself and your crew in line during this adventure. Your quarters, my lady. All right, men. Let's raise the gangway, release the sails, hoist the mains, and get ready for departure. Tom, my boy, you're with me. The throne. it. King Reginald sits upon his throne, looking across the decadent expanse of the room. My love. Lana, wonderful. Come help me. Tell me, my dear, should I build my dungeon here, or perhaps over here? Here, by the crocodiles. Ah, brilliant. Then our guests can see them when they come in. Your Highness, there's a man to see you at the door. Tell him I'm not having any audiences today. Sir, he brought a... you know. He did? Well, let him in then. We can't be waiting around all day. Rowan pulls a tank behind herself. Inside, a mermaid swims around the tight space. Your Majesty, may I present my dear friend, Cora? She's divine. Cora is from the southernmost region of the Mer Kingdom, where my crew and myself just finished our purgation. Exquisite, no? I do love a good purgation, and I say it does look good on her. King Reginald approached the tank and the mermaid hisses as he approaches. Now is that any way to treat your king? King Reginald reaches into the tank and pulls the mermaid up by her hair. He releases the mermaid and wipes off his hand on his royal advisor, Kendall. Queen Lana joins her husband by the tank, enthralled by the mermaid. What are you going to do with her? We'll need to finish that underwater prison, but for now, you can handle her. 
What? I'm not gonna watch her like some... Do you wish to defy your king? No, my lord. Take her to my room. It's all coming together. Back on the ship, Van Horn stands at the wheel while Alana stands at the bow of the ship, looking over the expanse of the water. Thomas comes and stands next to her, taking a deep breath in. Are you ready? I don't think I'll ever be ready. All right, boys, raise the anchor. We've got a king to see.